Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. As always, we want to take a moment to remind you why you are here listening to us today. If you're investing your valuable time into our podcast, it's because you understand the truth behind Albert Einstein's words. Problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. So if you want to find financial freedom, make more money, quit your current 9 to 5 job, or if you want to increase your bottom line, be a better investor, or be a better business owner, then you must follow the number one rule in business, which is be of service to others. Business Bros would love to help you maximize your profits by helping you find ways to be of service to more people alongside our fellow entrepreneurs and the Money Coaching Club, a.k.a. E equals MC squared. So please join the conversation on Twitter at Business Bros Pod and visit our website, seasfirst.com. That's S-I-A-S-F-I-R-S-T dot com. And as you listen today, remind yourself of these three questions regarding today's topic. Why did you get into business in the first place? What if you found a way to implement what we're talking about? And how can you take advantage of the information that you hear today? By scheduling your free coaching call today. Today, as we alluded in the previous podcast, today's episode is going to be must be 32 to buy. But before we do that, before we jump into the content, we got some more shout outs, Uh, some more shout outs, right? Some more iTunes shout outs. We got two more, one from Marilyn, uh, Aguilar. She says, I think it's a bit unfair that these YouTubers are making more money than people with professional degrees. Overall, it's a good, uh, it's a good, uh, video. I think she meant, uh, audio, even though it makes me get mixed emotions of my career decision. Well, at least we're making them think, right? At least we're making them think. And I mean, talking about the last episode, if you're going to be spending that much money to, well, actually we haven't gotten into this yet, uh, but we know what we're going to earn at the different levels of education. Bachelor's degree is going to be somewhere around 60 grand. Uh, your doctorate, I'm sorry, your master's is about 70 grand, et cetera, and so on. Well, what if you could make 70 grand being a YouTube star? That'd be awesome, right? It would, wouldn't it? But I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. get what you're saying. And, but, you know, they, they, they definitely can make their money, but they've, they've done some hard work, too. And for those of you who don't know what she's talking about, she's talking about uh, we did an episode on how much YouTubers make. So feel free to, you know, go back to the the list of podcasts, right? Go to our website, csfirst.com. Check out the YouTuber one. Just yeah, search I think YouTube. that one was just about a week ago. Yeah, just search YouTube and you'll, you'll be able to see it right there. All right, we got one more here uh, by Glitch1226, right? And this Glitch. one says, I've learned a lot from these podcasts and gained a lot of great knowledge. I'm going to use a lot of it when I get ready to buy a house. Oh, I'm glad he learned something. Thank you very much for that. So, by the way, thanks uh, for everybody who's leaving reviews. Very, very much appreciate it. You're helping us reach more and more people. Five-star reviews um, definitely help us uh, move up in the rankings when it comes to iTunes. So, thank you very much. We really, really appreciate it 100%. All right, let's move into today's topic. Must be 32 to buy a home. Now, I'm just going to throw this disclaimer out here. You don't actually have to be 32 years old to buy a home. We bought our first home when we were 20, 
right? You legally have to be 18 years old to buy a home. Just because you have to be 18 to sign the contract. That's it. So Unless you have a parent's permission, then maybe you could actually be even younger. Yeah, you know what? That's probably true. Yeah, but, we're not lawyers. Yeah, ask your lawyer. Ask your lawyer. But, you know, you don't have to be 32, but 32 is a reason. It, there's a reason why we have the title must be 32 to buy a home. But like I said, we bought our first house when we were 20. Now, it's not because we're any smarter than anybody else. I mean, let's be honest. That was in 2003. Mm-hmm. Right. And when we bought that home, you literally could go to the bank and fog a mirror and uh, they'd say, cool, you're alive. Here's a mortgage. <laughs> right. What are the qualifications for this loan? You must have a pulse. Check. Loan given. <laughs> I mean, that's almost literally what it was. The only reason why we were able to buy a, a home at 20 years old. Well, there's two reasons. Uh, one, we had our parents who were going to help us, you know, anyways. Right. So they helped co-sign for us and get that thing squared away so that was definitely a big help thanks mom and dad you know when we did finally uh sell and refinance stuff you know we helped them get all their money back and then some after a while and um the second main reason then this is the real real reason why we were able to buy a house we had somebody in our lives a real estate agent in our lives that said yeah you can do that let's do this step one and then step two and then step three and we actually did it right I mean, that's the biggest difference between taking advantage of an opportunity and looking at an opportunity pass you by. Mm-hmm. Because that's action. Action is where to what. I mean, I mean, we're 20 years old, 19, 20 years old. We don't know any better. Nope. Right? We didn't have any mad skills or education when it comes to buying a property. We're as ignorant as they come at that point. Oh, yeah. The difference was we took action. And that's kind of what we want for you guys who are our listeners today and every other episode is... I mean, if you hear it, it's repetitive in every single one of our episodes, you need to take action. You need to go out there and do something. I don't care what it is. If you're listening to any one of our episodes, they all have different you know, show topics and they're all asking you to do the same thing, which is to take action. Yeah, we're asking you to also go to our website and schedule a free coaching call because if you're in business on your own, it's the only way that you're going to get better at what it is you do. You need an outside perspective. You need accountability. You need somebody to pressure you. So yeah, there's action on that part. But really, really, really what we want you to do is to take action and go out there and get yours, right? Whatever it takes, go out there, talk to more people about what it is you do, and you will be more successful. But as always, you know, you're going to most of you listening are going to listen you're going to be inspired but you're not going to take action it's funny dude i mean i told you uh i've mentioned this in a previous episode i'm sure that uh, gary v is one of my favorite influence influencers uh-huh. and it's funny because he'll do a keynote address right and i mean he drops f-bombs and all kinds of stuff on his, and his you know it's, it's yeah but it's funny because he's looking at the crowd and he's like he's like i'm telling you guys to take action i'm telling you guys to go out there and do it but 98 percent of you fuckers out there aren't gonna do shit <laughs> and they all laugh that's they the all thing laugh. they all laugh the crowd laughs 98 percent of them do right well that's the thing that really bothers me is is that everybody's laughing they think it's funny and i can imagine what gary's sneaking when he's standing on stage like why are you laughing I'm just told you that you're an idiot and you're not going to take action. And you think that's the funny part. Mm -hmm, Get mm -hmm. out there and take action. If you stop paying attention to the content and started taking action on what he's saying, it's going to make all the difference in the world. But they're going to pay for this keynote address. They're going to go to another speech. They're going to listen to another YouTube video. And they're going to do the one thing that he said that is funny, which is not to take action. Right. That is so human of us. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I like that. It's so human of us. But that's really what it is, right? I mean, all I all the the only difference between us and anybody else buying a house is when we did it when we were twenty is we took action. Then the only difference between us and anybody else who does anything anything is <laughs> taking action right yeah well and i shouldn't just say us definitely I, I i would say you know people who are successful people who are making it people who are really seeing results and changes and positive things in their lives it's people that take action and you know what and i it, and when we say successful it doesn't necessarily mean that they're making buku bucks no no they're not make it doesn't have to be that way it could be the teacher who's doing really well in the classroom who's being a better teacher and focusing her attention on making sure that the rest of the class gets and understands everything right mm -hmm. it could be the person who puts together the the food bank who takes it from nothing to feeding hundreds of families a week right right it doesn't have to be a monetary thing but it does require that you take action absolutely requires that you whatever, do whatever whatever it is, it is going to do. whatever your passion is whatever it is that you're doing it requires that you get off your butt and do all, all right. right first things first do it so getting back on topic here sorry because sorry went on my crazy little rant there it's all good it's all good so getting back to must be 32 to buy a home according to housewire.com the average age of a first-time home buyer is 32. So going back to action, do it, do it, do it, do it, 32. Yeah, but there's a big reason why, right? So this 32-year-old, by the way, and this is, this is like more average statistic across the country. So they're 32 years of age. They earn 75000 a year. Most of them put about a 5% down payment on an average purchase price of 190000 So, you know, most of you who are listening to our, podca or to our podcast are here in San Diego where the median price is about 550000 So there's a big difference there, first of all. So, But this is across the country and we have different markets. So 5% down on a $190,000 mortgage. Here's the biggie why 32 is the age. 41% of the people who buy their first home carry student loan debt. Now, this says that they carry student loan debt with a typical balance of $29,000. So is that 29000 that they started with, or is it that by age 32 they've knocked it down to 29000 You know what? I'm not exactly sure. Didn't, a good question. Didn't specify, but the point is, a lot of them, if you figure, I mean... $190,000 mortgage and you have a $30,000 you know debt for mm -hmm. student loan this doesn't even take into account doesn't say it on here but the debt isn't necessarily the only debt that they have they probably have car loans right they probably have credit card debt yep so they can't get their debt to income ratio less than the 40% necessary to qualify for a home these ones can so maybe you're right maybe that's not what they started with in um in student loan debt and by the age of 32 they've started to earn enough revenue where they're paying down credit card debt or they're paying down car loans or they're paying down the student loan debt which is why it's taking them so long to buy right they're they're spending most of their youth and their beginning of the accumulation phase of income paying off debt that they've acquired that's crazy wild people can't get a mortgage when they leave college because they got a mortgage while in college <laughs> so true so true i mean that's a tough thing to, to swallow i mean think about that you're going to school to earn a better education so that you can earn more money 
so that you can buy a house and start a family one day. Problem is, when you leave college, you've already bought a house without the actual house. You've just borrowed the money that you would have you would have borrowed to buy the house. A lot of times, yeah, it really depends on the level of education that you're getting too. Because you're talking a typical balance of twenty nine thousand. To me, that seems pretty low. It does. It does. You know, I think that a lot of people walk away uh, from college with debt in the hundreds of thousands. And here's the kicker. Sometimes they don't even finish. Ooh. Ouch. Now, colleges or the the, uh, the student loan areas, they don't care whether you finish college or not. As soon as you stop going to school six months after that, your, your forbearance, it's called forbearance. Defer. Forbearance. Uh... Deferral, whatever. The the point Deferment, is, you're not paying on the mortgage until six months after you stop going to school, right? Right. So once you stop going to school, those more those payments start to kick in, and at that point, it's also not the best time in the world. You graduate from college, or let's say you don't finish college, you got to go out in the workforce and find a job. That job not only has to cover your living expenses, but it also has to cover the debt that you've acquired while in college, and chances are. If you're like most students, you don't have a very high-paying job while you're in college. So you've right. probably acquired credit card debt along the way. Yep. Right? And you're getting a little older, so it's not like you're bus, you know, you're jumping on the bus anymore after, you know, age 21, 22, 25, right? Mm-hmm. So you have mm-hmm. to get a car, right? So you have a car loan in there somewhere or a lease payment unless you were able Something. to pay cash. So you have all these debt obligations and you haven't even really entered life yet. Right. Or you're barely entering life. So the job that you're getting needs to earn you enough money. Now, that's kind of a dilemma that people get into, right? Now I have this degree in this field that I liked, right? I got it. I'm good to go. And now I can't really find a way to finish or to find a job in that area because all of a sudden I need to make a specific amount of money. And the job that's offering me that specific amount of money is not necessarily the one that I got my degree for. That's the real kicker, too, because how many times do you meet people who have these degrees, whatever they might be, and then they don't even work in that field? They don't even work in that industry. I got people who have really good degrees, but they work at Costco because Costco pays well and has great benefits. Yep. Right? I mean, that's just the way it is, but that's so... I mean, that that system is kind of rigged, and that's why we're looking at this saying... You got to be 32 to buy a home. You got to get yourself in a situation where you can actually afford to buy a home. And with prices the way they are right now, I mean, it's much more difficult to buy a home because you need a larger down payment. Money you need to put away to put that in is much more expensive. The closing costs on that are going to be much more expensive. So you got to wait longer. You got to earn and put money aside to reach that goal. So let's talk about why college is so expensive in the first place. Well, you have this great note on here, and it's pretty easy. That, easy to get financing, that is. It's easy to get financing. Like, literally, if you're going to go to college, all you got to do is fill out the FAFSA form, right? Right. And if you meet the financial requirements, you are either going to get a grant or you're going to get a loan. And then you fill out the, uh, the you fill out the rest of the application, and they require you to take some small, you know, little... I understand what debt is and that I had to pay it back oh, a little yeah, yeah. test or whatever, which is really a BS test if you really look at it, right? And then you sign on the dotted line and they give you the money, right? And then they even give you the option to take money out for living expenses. Oh. Right? That's ridiculous. So think about this. Colleges are businesses. They know that 
it's easy for you to get the money. So mm-hmm. what are they going to do every year? Increase the price. They have to, right? Because their campus is getting bigger. Their faculty is getting bigger. And why is that? Because there's more money flowing that way. Because there's more people going to their specific school. It's there's more cycle. money fly- flowing that way. It's too easy to get that money. That's the problem. It's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious circle, right? And and that's kind of that's the issue here. Not everybody is designed to go to college, but anybody can go. Mm-hmm. And because anybody can go and anybody can get the money, supply and demand here, right? Why not raise the price? Why not? Why not? Is everybody really though? Yeah, is everybody meant to go to college? No, it's, not everybody is. Not everybody is. You know and. Especially when you're right out of high school. We just talked about this in the last episode. When I was 18 years old and graduated high school, I barely made it out. There was no rhyme or reason for me to go at that time. But that's what they told us we're supposed to do. Right. That's why I went to college the first time. I mean, that's literally what I did. I was a, I, I was the opposite of you. I actually got good grades. Mm-hmm. Straight A's, t- 4.0. And they told me I'm supposed to go to college. So That's the next step. That's what I did. That's what I, I went because I was told I was supposed to go there. Not necessarily because... I knew what I was going to do because I didn't. I had no clue, right? But it helps if you have a plan, if you if you know exactly what you're going to get yourself into and what you're going to get out of it and how you're going to pay for it. So let's go over some payment options. How do you think we can pay for college so that we don't walk out of here, you know, we don't walk out of college with <laughs> with a mortgage so that maybe we have the ability to buy a home less than 32 years Oh boy! So you, what you're asking is, how do we pay for college without getting into debt? Without getting into debt. Wow. Um, inheritance. Inheritance. I guess we can do inheritance, right? Inheritance. Uh, let's see. Cash in on a life insurance policy. Damn, that's that's um, harsh. Well, I mean, you're trying to get basically you're trying <laughs> to get cash. Yeah, you're trying to get cash. That's the bottom line. Is you're trying to get cash. Okay, so one way, which I think is probably the best way, is to uh. Get a license and learn to sell. Get a license and learn to sell. This is the one uh-huh. skill that's going to take you to the moon when it comes to your education later on. Whether you graduate and you want to be in business on your own or you graduate and you want to work for a company, mm-hmm. if you have the skills to make money, you're limitless with opportunity. Yeah, because who gets paid the most in this country? Salespeople. Salespeople. So I would suggest you get a license, get an insurance license, get a real estate license, learn to sell. You get to make your own schedule. Yeah. So you work around your college schedule. It just makes total sense. And you have to be 18 for most of these. And the licensing process is quick. Uh-huh. So there, you know what? I'm going to just talk about these three particular licenses. Three licenses really quick. You got your real estate license, you got your life insurance license, and you have your, let's say, well, we'll call it property and casualty. That's what it is, right? So let's use uh, real estate. Let's say that you take a coaching class, I don't know, through the CSN, uh, I'm sorry, the CS First, the Business Bros Coaching, right? Money Coaching Club. And we teach you the skills to generate leads and you have this constant flow of sales and listings and all this stuff that you need to do to be successful in real estate. And you're closing a deal a month, one deal per month. So about in San Diego, you're looking at about, let's say $9,000 after your split. $9,000 a month. Can you afford college on $9,000 a month? I'm sure you can. I think so. Right? I think so. All right. So there's one. The next one is life insurance. 
Same type of thing. You learn how to generate leads. You learn how to present. You get coached and you get fixed up and we hook you up and you start selling one life policy per month. Life policy per month? That Depending, let's say it's an annuity, a couple hundred grand, your commission on that could be $6,000 easy. $7,000 easy. There you go. So same thing. We're looking at paying that tuition. Here's our cash. Here's what we got. And then the last one is PNC. So this with PNC, home auto commercial. Home auto commercial. Let's focus on commercial though. Let's focus on workers comp specifically. Let's focus on pretty large uh companies. And let's do this. You're in college. So let's focus on bars and restaurants. Bars and restaurants. I love it. So there you go. You start selling those products and a good a good one, a good one is going to land you somewhere in the $10,000 in commission range. One a for month. For sure. One a month. Nice thing about the PNC one is it's going to pay you year after year. Year after year. So I'm just saying, I think the license and learning to sell is a skill that you can use. And at the same time, it can pay for school on its own. Right. And then if you want to continue with the school course, you can. If you don't want to. You don't have to. You have the skills to continue to do what it is that you're doing. You, at that I, point, why? At that point, why, right? Well, here's another option. I mean, aside from you know learning to generate their income, go the cheaper route. Go to the junior college. There you go. Right? You know, We called it 13th grade, but nowadays it doesn't matter. You're going to get all the undergraduate stuff done and then transfer over to the university you want. But you're going to save yourself two to three years worth of that expensive commission. Mm-hmm. I mean, the expensive tuition. Tuition. Tuition, right? You're going to save yourself that tuition. And then when you do transfer over, maybe you, know, you have something squared away, saved, or you've done what we said already, which is get a professional license to be able to handle that sort of stuff. Right, right. Maybe you don't want to get a professional license. What about joining the military for a few years? You really only have to do, I think, two active? Two active years? Two active. I put four, but I didn't know for sure. Yeah, I mean, if, if you do two active, then you do two reserves, and boom, college. Here Paid you go. for. Anywhere you want to go. That's it. GI Bill. Here you go. I mean, come on. Yeah, you might start off four years slower than everybody else because you did four years in the military but you know what you're also getting paid it's not like you're working in the military for free nope you have your medical benefits yep right and when you get out school's paid for so everybody else who gets out of college as you're getting into college is not only getting out of college but they're getting out with a huge mortgage right right? because they didn't take that route so you might be four years slow in starting, but you get a twenty-five year head start if they if you're ta- if you're both talking about buying a mortgage, right? Buying a home, buying a home, yeah. That's a thirty-year mortgage. Speaking of buying homes, another way is to learn how to invest without a license in real estate, flip houses, sell contracts, stuff like that. That's definitely an option. Right? Learn learn to hone your skills there. And you could use that to pay for college too. Or even go the, the other route. I mean, I shared the uh, Gary V trash talk the other day, the mug life. Yep. Right? I mean, that's another thing. Go around to the Goodwills and the, and what are, they, what are those things called? Thrift markets or swap meets or whatever. Look around, get some stuff, flip it, make a couple hundred bucks every day. I mean, you want to make $6,000 a month in mm-hmm. 30 days, that's $200 a day. Actually, you know, you talk about Gary Vee and Mug Life. There's also, I forget her name, uh, but she wrote a book called Girl Boss. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what she did. She went into thrift stores. She bought clothes. 
and she recognized what great brands were and you know you go to a thrift store and you're gonna get them super cheap and she would turn around and sell them at a higher price and you know what we live in the best time because everybody wants quote unquote vintage, vintage. right and you can sell it for more here's the thing you're buying it for a dollar you're selling it for twelve dollars you make a ten dollar spread ten bucks you do that 20 shirts making ten dollar spread that's your two hundred dollars a day you do that 30 days in a month, that's six grand a month. You can live off that. You can pay for college off that. There's many, many ways that you can end up going to school and paying for it in cash. You know what it takes? The number one thing it takes? Action. Action. You gotta Action. actually go and do. I can give you all the ideas in the world. I can tell you how to do it. I can even refer you. Go to MikeRuss.org. Get your license done. Whether it's taxes, real estate, insurance, notary, they do all those licensing courses if you're in California, right? So go to MikeRust.org, get the license, go to Craigslist, it's free, pick up stuff, sell it on eBay, it's free, it's easy, go out there and make some money. But you know what? As Gary Vee said, 98% of you won't do anything. Yep. You won't do it. Won't. And here's the thing. Not only are we talking about paying for college, it doesn't matter. You can use these same strategies to build up your down payment, to pay off the debt if you've already incurred the debt, to get yourself in a position where before 32, you can go out and buy a home on your own. It's too easy to make money in today's technological world. Why are you struggling? I know why. You won't take action. You won't take action. I'm going to say it again. The only thing you need to do is do. Is do. Take action. All right. Now... Let's take them some more strategies here. You could buy with a partner, which is essentially what we did when we first bought our house. It was. We knew we couldn't afford the mortgage payment. Not on, not on our own. Which is funny because we knew we couldn't afford it, yet they were giving us the mortgage anyways. Huh. <laughs> right? But buy with a partner. Right? Maybe mom and dad or maybe a couple of you have enough income coming in where you can qualify for a mortgage. Yeah. And, and then you become be, roommates. I was going to say, you know, when we did that one, uh, we actually had mom and dad's name on the loan mm -hmm. so maybe you can uh, partner up with a couple people and have multiple people on the loan they still do that they still do that right and and get some roommates help pay for the mortgage benefit from things like appreciation over time right mm -hmm. this you know real estate is going to go up over time we are in a market correction so we might see a little bit of a downturn but in the long term you're going to have an asset that's appreciating in value. and Both markets, yeah. I would suggest, by the way, if you do go the partner route, that you set some ground rules for the future, contracts, right? Contracts, 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 right? Contracts. Operating agreements, whatever it is between you and the people that you're partnering with because life will happen. People get pregnant, people get married, people get divorced. All these different things happen in life. So make sure you set your ground rules ahead of time if you do do the partner route. But you don't have to do the partner route. I just give you a bunch of reasons where you can make a bunch of ways that you can make money. So go out there and do that. Here's another thing. Maybe you rent. Like you're in San Diego. Maybe it's a little bit cheaper to rent and, and with, with roommates, right? Right. Keep your expenses low. But continue to do the side hustle. And maybe what you should be doing is buying properties out of state. Heck yeah. I mean, it's a lot it's, cheaper to buy property in Texas than it is in California. Way cheaper, right? Prices are less. You learn, you increase your income, and then when you do get in a position where you're ready to buy your home, you have generated enough income. You've mm -hmm. learned to make more money. You have passive money coming in from your rentals. You're in a situation where it makes more sense. I love when right? that $1,000 check comes in. Exactly. Lastly, make sure you uh, you build your portfolio. When, oh, if you really want to be 
big time, by the way, big time, big time, big time, then it doesn't make sense to buy your own home. It makes more sense to rent and then stack all those chips and start to build your portfolio before you buy your own home. So, you know, just really, really decide on what it is that you're going to do. How are you going to build your portfolio? How are you going to get to the point where you're buying a home before the age of 32? You don't got to wait that long. No reason for you to wait that long. Now, you could do things traditionally. You could follow the herd. You Moo. could be like the moobahs. The moobahs. And do exactly what everybody's been telling you to do because that's the way you're supposed to do it. But if you've listened to this episode, now you know better. So you, take action. So take action. Do something a little bit different. Be the change you want to see. Oh, check you out. Be the example, right? Because now you know how to do it. That's right. So make sure you follow us on Facebook at See Us First so that you can see our live coaching calls and ask us general questions. Whoop. Or if you're not the uh, live type of person, maybe you can send us an email, Hernan at CSFirst.com or James at CSFirst.com. And you can join the conversation on Twitter at Business Bros Pod. And thank you again for going to iTunes and leaving us reviews and, uh, and ratings, five-star ratings. We really appreciate that. It helps us reach more and more people. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And we're glad that the content that we're putting out is helping. Uh, it makes it that much more worthwhile for us to come and you know, record these shows and put it out there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. But that's all I got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out.